Welcome to another edition of Ask Our Parent Coach. Here's your host, Terry Manrique and Alina Greif. Hi, welcome. Good morning, everybody. Good morning to uh, uh, Columbus. This is uh, Terry Manrique, and uh, this is our new addition to Ask Our Parent Coach. I am Alina Greif. This show is brought to you by Working With Parents, Central Ohio's leading parent coaches, where we create a safe place for parents to seek help and support on topics such as parenting, communication, relationships, and emotional intelligence. So if you're a parent uh, who's uh, thinking of becoming a parent or you are a parent, then this show is going to be perfect for you because we offer um, online courses, uh, phone sessions, and in-home sessions. So, And we're going to be providing these weekly shows and having you provide us some information and questions for us to answer and solve some of the problems and struggles that you may be facing. So since today is our first show, we wanted to start uh, by introducing ourselves. So I'm going to turn it over to Terry first. So welcome, everybody. Again, my name is Terry Menrique, and I kind of want to give you a little bit of history of where Working With Parents and how we started. So I am the founder and owner of Working With Parents, and I've been running my business for the past eight years, and my background is early education. Uh, I am certified as a Gottman, from the Gottman Institute. I'm a certified parent coach and relationship coach. And I want to kind of share again the journey of where we are and why we are here today. Um, as a teacher, I was a teaching for about seven years and I really, really started to do more of the observation and observing children and how they reacted to situations. So I wasn't doing, you know, I was doing the education, but really I started to go behind a little bit more behind the scenes of that, of what triggered our children when they had behavior issues. Right. So what I would do naturally uh, as a teacher, I started to kind of coach parents and I didn't know this is what I was doing back in the days as a teacher. I would just kind of guide parents to say, you know, they come to me and say these were some of the struggles that they were having at home. They saw that their children were doing really well in the daycare preschool setting. And how can we get our child to uh, demonstrate the same behaviors at home? And so I would just, you know, naturally just coach them, give them advice. So then I became a t uh, director. I was a director for 10 years. So I started training teachers as well as how do we approach children when they are having their meltdowns or they're having difficulties in the classroom. So with that training, um, then I had this just kind of came to it wasn't a business that I expected to have. I thought for sure I was always going to be a teacher or a director at a preschool center or possibly even open my own daycare, to be honest with you. Never Never did I ever think that I would be running my own business as parent coaching um, or, or relationship coaching. So I had a, actually I had a parent who came to me and asked me if I can actually go into their home and when um, they were having some of these challenges at home. So I went into their home and I guided them. I guided them. I modeled for them and I gave them the tools that they needed uh, to start correcting some of the behaviors because we know that as as people. We can take advice, we can take um, information in, but actually applying some of these skills is really hard to do to implement, right? So that's where, you know, working with parents was born. And that's where I started. And when I went to the home with the families, I said, you know what? This could be a really good business. 
So now Alina and I are doing this together and we're creating this radio show for you. And we want to give you some of that support and some of that guidance when it comes to parenting, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to uh, challenges on our everyday struggles, right? So that's that's a little bit of how working be, working with parents became, you know, a business. So eight years that's later, awesome. here we are in yeah, a radio very, show. That's very exciting. That's very so, exciting. So Alina, why don't you? I mean, tell us a little bit about you know sure. your history. Yes, absolutely, Terry. Thank you. Um, my name is Alina Greif, and I'm a partner with Terry at, in working with parents. Um, Terry and I met um, actually not too long ago, and over a course of a couple of months, we've had a number of conversations about her passion, uh, her direction, where she wanted to go, and what I really wanted to go, and what I wanted to do. And we realized we have the same goals, we have the same ideas on parenting, we have the same um, desire to help other people. So joining forces uh, was absolutely something that just made perfect sense. So we're very happy to be working together and to bring the show to you guys. A little bit about myself. Um, I'm a mom. I have three kids at home. Um, I've got three teenagers actually um, at home right now. I'm also a stepmom to two wonderful girls. So I have experience with, you know, blended family and um, having biological child as well. Um, so how did I get here? After 20, 25 years working in the corporate world in many different positions and roles, from IT leadership to training, coaching, um, teaching emotional intelligence in the corporate setting, what I realized was that my true passion was really teaching and coaching parents on how to apply emotional intelligence concepts to parenting. It's something that we don't think about when we teach those classes in the corporate setting. You know, what makes a good leader? Uh, what makes a good manager? Why do people leave their jobs? And that's because most, most of the time it's because of their management. Uh, but why do we not apply those same concepts to parenting? So that kind of became my, you know, my passion and my true desire to see a change in how people are taught to parent and, and what we do with our kids at home. So I um, then set on a journey to get certified as a conscious parenting coach. I also am a certified Gottman educator and combining all the principles of positive psychology human motivation, child development theories, and brain science is how I got to this place of being um, a conscious parenting coach. So that's that's kind of my journey, yeah. how no, I got here. And I think it's been such a blessing for us to have gotten together and, and collaborate and work together and partner up because one of the things that I think Alina brings to the table is the corporate side of things, right? So, you know, my, my world's early education. That's my world. That's my dynamic. And... But I always knew when I was working with families, you know, these are professionals that I've been working with and they're in the corporate setting. Right. And all the principles and strategy planning and uh, all these, you know, fail fast concepts. I knew all of those, but I never really knew how to articulate it to Absolutely. their level because that really honestly is not my world. But I knew that those same principles and concepts mm -hmm. apply it's the same way to your parenting, right? So yes. having yes. Alina on board has been 
just a blessing for her to be able to articulate that and translate that over to those of you that are in the corporate setting. And we want to give you those tools. We don't, we want to supply you those tools to say, listen, these are things you're, you're learning in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. How are you going to transition this over to your relationship? How can you transition this over to your parenting? Um, and yeah. all this other great yeah. stuff, right? <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're so excited. Um, some of the topics that we're going to be talking about in our upcoming shows are topics such as um, social and emotional development of kids. We will discuss uh, what is appropriate expectation for kids of a certain age. Sometimes as parents, we expect them to have certain skills or certain understanding or certain emotional maturity that they just simply don't have. And then our expectations are completely off base and that really hurts our relationship with our kids. So we will be covering a lot of you know, we will give you a lot of useful tools and information on that topic. We will talk about connection before correction. Um, I think that is really, really important for parents to understand is that if you are not connecting to your child, your correction is not going to be effective. And what I mean by this is to give you an analogy at work, right? If you have a boss who you don't respect, we don't have a good relationship with, and he's constantly telling you what to do, what not to do, you're just not gonna listen. Or if you listen, you're not going to really take it to heart and really act on those suggestions, right? Because you're gonna be resentful. And it's no different with our children. We've gotta connect to them before we offer them correction and before we really try to change um, any of their behaviors. And then I want to just kind of jump in there, Elena, because also when you work in a facility and you have two supervisors or two bosses or managers and they're not on the same page, uh, that's really frustrating. And I've done, you know, you and I have done Absolutely. many talking, you know, many um, the had many uh, conferences with parents. And, you know, there's so many parents that raise their hand and say that, you know, one of their biggest frustration mm -hmm. is having two supervisors or managers yes. who are not on the same page, which causes them to want to quit their job, but they can't, right? Mm -hmm. So when two parents are not on the same page, they can't, these kids can't quit. No, they, <laughs> they can't go find another job. They can't job. go find other parents. <laughs> they right? can't turn in their resignation. <laughs> so we have to learn how to be able to provide their parents these tools to make that better that better that connection with their children right absolutely and to be on that same page yes yes really good point um so another topic we'll be discussing with you guys is how to do emotion coaching for kids how to emotion coach your children and what i mean by this is raising kids who are emotionally intelligent is gonna save them so much heartache um, later in life when they get into the corporate setting or they have any job or they work with anybody actually, you know, in any kind of setting where there's people and they're not able to relate, they're not able to read body language, they're not able to control and regulate their own emotions. Um, those are the skills we will be teaching you on how to do emotion coaching for kids. So your kids grow up to be really emotionally intelligent and are able to really thrive in a world where you do have to work well with other people if you want to succeed. It's just a fact. Yeah. And I think that's, I think people are, you know, the corporate companies, are, you know, these companies are starting to recognize that. Yes. And they're starting to see that this is becoming a lost skill. 
Yes. Right. So yes. we yes. have to go back, you know, like I've said in previous shows, we have to go back to the basics of teaching our kids these skills, which is extremely yes. important. And, and the problem and is, the value of that is high. Yes. And we're not valuing that. enough. Yes. And if the parents themselves, right, don't have those skills yes. and don't know how to model those skills, then they don't know how to teach something they themselves don't know to their kids. Right. Exactly. Right? So that's why um, Terry and I do a lot of workshops and group coaching, and we teach parents those skills so that they can apply it to the relationship with each other and apply those skills to the relationship they have with their kids. Yeah, and I kind of want to simplify this uh, conversation a little bit, but also kind of bring into a point like, you know, back in the day, my mom, you know, she was the one home, she was cooking, she was sewing. Uh, my father was doing all the, you know, uh, uh, plumbing, uh, repairing things, right? So some of these skills are really being lost, you know, in general, yes. right? So yes. if those skills are being lost, the other skills are even slowly disappearing yes. even more. Yes, because right? what so, happens when you spend right. your whole day looking into so the So now everybody's hiring, we're and... hiring people to do everything right. for us, right? right? And I think that's where we have to kind of go back and say, let's start implementing. You know, I, I think we got to start going a little backwards and going old school mm-hmm. with teaching our kids and ourselves these skills. I mean, you have, they, you know, we have these, we have some millennials who are going to take cooking classes, mm-hmm. who are taking sewing classes, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so now we need to take some communication classes. Absolutely. <laughs> As we well. Have to, you know, what's interesting is uh, when I teach emotional intelligence in the corporate setting, one of the statistics that seems to be really surprising to people is that 90% of communication is based on nonverbal cues. Yes. Only 10% of communication is actually what you say and the words you use, mm-hmm. right? Because when you look at someone and you see their body language and you see their nonverbal cues, that's how you really understand what yes. they're trying to yes. tell you. It's yes. not really necessarily through words. Yeah. Well, what happens in today's society, right, this also impacts adults, but so much of communication, especially for kids, goes through only text messages, yeah. mm-hmm. and Snapchat and all the social media. And, and they we're kind of self-observed see. too, right? We kind of yeah. we're so into yeah. ourselves where we're doing all these right. selfies, and so we're yes. so aware of our own yes. self, but yes. nobody around us. So we're losing the ability yeah. to read the social cues of other people and to really understand the meaning behind the words and the emotion behind the words. And if you cannot read, and you cannot decipher communication that's coming at you, you're just not going to be very effective, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you're just, this is all you know. Yeah, right. Well, let's go into, um, kind of, I think what I kind of want to talk about a little bit too is, you know, while we do some of this coaching, when we work with families either personally over the phone or here on, on these uh, radio shows, is one of the things we'll be talking about too is time management skills, yes. right? Yes. And, you know, again, this is something that applies in our workplace. Absolutely. <laughs> but we don't really think about using time management skills with our kids. Yes. Right. Yes. So that we'll be talking about how do we use how do we introduce time management skills for our kids so that they can start taking responsibility Mm -hmm. for their own personal time. How do they utilize their time? Mm -hmm. How do they make their time effective? How do they take responsibility for their time? Right. All these things come into play and and since they take ownership mm-hmm. of what's going to happen next. Yes, and, and the ability to empower them to really understand their priorities, to be able to 
get their work done. And in the world, especially for older kids, where they have hundreds of activities at school, they have sports, they have clubs, they have very difficult classes sometimes, um, they're becoming so prone to anxiety because they're not able to manage their time. So we as parents, this is where we step in as coaches and we help them learn those proven, you know, research-based ways that we know really work. Mm-hmm. And we can teach our kids to lessen their anxiety and to really take control of their Right. Time. And this is where we teach you as the parent how you can implement this and teach this to your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then self-soothing and self-regulating. I know we touched about this a little bit, but really, you know, when we can teach our parents how to teach their child how to self-soothe and self-regulate, is going to send them up, set them up for success, right? And I always Absolutely. tell my parents, you know, the, our clients, we always want to say, always set your child up for success. And how do you do that? So one thing that I want to make sure that we cover too and talk a little bit about is that parents, what parents don't understand is that your child is going to go through two uh, stages of, of emotional meltdowns, right? Between the age of zero and five and then it kind of stabilizes a little bit and then it heightens back up between, you know, in their preteen teen years. Mm-hmm. So when you have that solid foundation of how to teach your child how to self-soothe and self-regulate, then when they go into these preteen teen years, they have that foundation. They understand how to yes. do that and how yes. to manage life, how to manage, manage peer pressure, mm-hmm. how to manage their social life, their anxiety, their stress, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So when you teach your child this at an early age, Mm -hmm. man, it's going to make a huge difference for their life, you know, later on down the road. Yes, it becomes a lot easier, believe me. Yeah. I'm dealing with a lot of this every day at home. Yes. And it's so much easier when kids already understand some basic concepts. And I get it because I'm a a parent, too, of three kids. You know, my youngest is 16. I have a 21-year-old and I have a uh, 26-year-old. And my 16-year-old is exactly like me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, uh, uh, I don't know, if you really know me, you'll know what that means. I was a spoiled brat when I was a kid. I was the youngest of five. Um, All my siblings were seven years older than me. My youngest were right, right before me was seven years older and everybody else was, you know, they were all in high school wow. and I was the baby. So I was really the baby of the house. So they spoiled the crap out of me. Oh, but, wow. you know, in because of that, I didn't have the proper structure. Mm-hmm. So I, I did and made some bad choices mm-hmm. based of how I replied to my parents, but because mm-hmm. my parents didn't implement that to me, you know, mm-hmm. because I was the last one. It's like, go ahead, do what you want, <laughs> yeah. whatever. We're done. We're done. <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're just, we give up. Right. right? But right. you can't, you cannot give <laughs> you up. You cannot give up. Right. You, you can never give up. Give up no, it's kids. never too late. It's never, never too late. And look, you know, look where I am. <laughs> you know, all my siblings are like, look where you are. We never thought you'd be here. <laughs> exactly. But you know, that's, thing you have to you know you have to implement this really early on uh to your kids is it hard work yeah absolutely so this is a a perfect um segue into the next topic we wanted to cover with you guys today and that is the cpr philosophy that we teach in our parenting coaching um do you want to talk a little bit about yeah so started on this yeah so the cpr philosophy the cpr for parents is a philosophy actually i developed and that's with compassion patience and respect so Again, you know, as a as a teacher, you know, and doing this and being in the field for 25 years, working with uh, children and training teachers, uh, you know, I was really able to, like I said, break things down and start start to understand, you know, what's 
you know, what's what's behind the child's behavior? How is it getting started? What are the reactions? Why are they happening? You know, what are the triggers? What's setting them off? Um, what happens right before that that they get triggered? You know, what is their reaction? Why does that happen? What's their response? How can I help them with their emotions? Um, what's making them what why is it that they're triggered again mm-hmm. after i helped them you know calm themselves down and walk mm-hmm. through their emotions right and and also i noticed that the environment had a huge impact on the children's emotions mm-hmm. and how their behaviors how they if they behaved or not right yes. and being in a classroom you know, watching children, seeing each other, you know, triggering each other. But then as a director, I was able to observe how teachers actually had an effect on the children as well. Mm -hmm. And when we had teachers who were truly not in the right space, Mm -hmm. it really had a huge impact on the entire classroom. Oh, I can only imagine. So, you know, if you have a teacher that's, you know, had a bad morning Uh, had an argument with their spouse or were running late or had whatever kind of anxiety inside them, they brought that anxiety into the classroom. And that anxiety would trigger off to the child, Mm -hmm. right? So as a director, I would always know, hmm, something's going on Mm -hmm. here. This classroom is starting to kind of slowly start to fall apart. It's one child starting to cry and now another child starting to cry. And it's just chain reaction of just negative behaviors, right? Hitting, biting. I mean, it's just one thing after mm-hmm. another, right? Every time there's a different series of things that happen, right? But it is a cycle of what's happening in the environment. So my first cue would be something's going on either with the teachers mm-hmm. among themselves because they had an argument or they didn't discuss things or whatever the case may be, or the teacher had a really bad morning. So what do I have to do, right? So that's kind of where the philosophy started is how can we change the direction of what's going moving forward, Mm -hmm. not only for the child, but the teacher as well. And that's with applying the CPR philosophy with compassion, patience, and respect. So not only would I apply this to our children, to the children that I worked with by giving them the time to process what they were trying to get out with their emotions, but the patience to wait for it to happen. And then the respect to say, I gave you the time that you need. Right. And the same thing with teachers, having the compassion of what happened this morning. Were you running late? Why Mm -hmm. were you running late? Do you need a break? Go take some time. Go for a walk. Go get a coffee. I'm going to come in, I'm going to step in and I'm going to run the classroom for you so that you can take five minutes Mm -hmm. so that you can take 10 minutes so you can go get a treat. Or I would go buy them a coffee or I would go and buy them their favorite treat, something, right? Just to give them that that break. So when I did this over and over and over and over, I knew that this philosophy philosophy made a lot of sense, right? Right. So when we apply this on a regular basis to our outside world, Mm -hmm. Man, it could change the cycle. Yes. Right? It really can change the cycle. And you and I actually had some really, we had a really tough week last week. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but we got through but it. We got through compassion. it. <laughs> but we had a really tough week last week. You know, I have, you know, I, I, 
I there was some, I I have a tenant that's in Chicago and they were possibly about not to you know start to take this path of not paying the rent. And what do we do? We go into this cycle in our head of the worst case scenario. And what does that do to our body? It creates a lot of stress, mm-hmm. a lot anxiety. of anxiety, yes. um, a lot of negative thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. So we go into the worst of thinking the worst of these people. Yes. The downward spiral. The di- downward spiral. Right. And sometimes when you get into this pattern, man, you can quickly go down the spiral in Absolutely. a negative way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it can yeah. take you down. It could take your spouse down. It could take your family down. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's really your resilience. Mm-hmm. Right. Learning how to be resilient and learning how to make the best out of whatever any you kind can, of any kind of situation. Right. Exactly. And that's where I kind of went into the CPR philosophy for myself. And I said, you know what? I need to break this. And I need to have compassion for these people. I don't know what their story is. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know why they couldn't pay their rent on time, why they're still haven't paid, but something is going mm-hmm. on and I have to give the, you know, give them that compassion to un- try to understand their point of view and be patient mm-hmm. and have faith that it's going to come through and that they're going to get through whatever they're going through and have that level of respect for them. Right. Because we all have those moments, right? We all have those moments that something just happens to us and bad luck just happens to us. And before you know it, you know, nobody's there to give us that chance. Yes. Yes. Right. No, totally. Absolutely. And that's what we do with our parenting. Our kids go through this spiral and we don't want to give them the chance to correct the behavior, to change the behavior or just to in general, just to turn things around. And that's what the CPR philosophy is all about. Let's turn things around. And how can we turn things around? Yes. So in the next couple of shows, we will be diving deeper into each of those components with specific examples, with tools, with scenarios that you can apply at home and kind of give you a a background on what it looks like when you apply compassion, patience and respect um, to your kids. Yeah. And so maybe you can share, you know, Alina, too, about how 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 were you able to apply this in the corporate world? Well, um, I think we have a couple of minutes left, but I just wanted to say that you know, honestly, the same um, the same three the same three qualities: compassion, patience, and respect. If they're missing in the workplace, you get into a really toxic culture. And what happens? And I will give you a lot more examples in the subsequent shows um, on those topics, but. What happens is people will leave, they will get disengaged, um, they will become unhappy, and you're going to create a very toxic culture if there's no compassion, if there's no respect, and if there's no patience from leadership or your management. I've been there, I've seen it, and I know what it can do, but I also have been in environments where you can, when you do have those components, and what a huge difference it makes. Yeah. Well, that's our show for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening and please continue to join us on a weekly basis. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to uh, email us at info at ourparentcoach.com. Yes, thank you. And remember to apply the CPR philosophy, compassion, patience, and respect to all those you come to contact with. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next week. Join us next week for another edition of Ask Our Parent Coach with Terry Manrique and Alina Greif. You're listening to a Morris Media Production powered by Papa
John's Columbus, a locally owned and operated franchise group since 1991. We all love the sunshine, but do you realize how much damage the sun can actually do? Its harmful UV rays damage floors, furnishings, and artwork. It also creates excessive heat and blinding glare. At SolarTex, our window films block 99% of UV light and significantly reduce heat and glare. Call today for a free estimate for your home or business. Call 614-888-6211. That's 614-888-6211. Or visit SolarTexInc.com. And Tex is with an X. SolarTex will help you enjoy the sun again. Hey, boy. I hear we got a new truck to sell. Yeah, Dad. It's our new Class 5 gasoline cab over. Mmm. English, please. It's the only cab over gas-powered truck with 11,000 pounds of payload and free oil changes for the first 75,000 miles. Ah, now I can sell that. Come see us at 1055 Dublin Road or online at demerytruck.com. Your truck resource, Demerytruck. <laughs> Are your windows ready for an upgrade? Hi there, I'm Ryan Brown, president of Freedom Windows, and here at Freedom Windows, we offer over 40 years of experience in the best replacement windows and patio doors available in the industry. We are local, and with our lifetime warranties and our in-house installers, we guarantee you high-quality work from start to finish. See all of our reviews and schedule your appointment at thefreedomwindow.com or call 877-WINDOWS, and let's start planning your replacement window project today. Remodel the best way, the Freedom Window way. It may sound strange, but I love to clean. Hi, I'm Cody Warren, CEO of Two Men in a Vacuum, and I want to clean all of Columbus. Whether you have a commercial property or you just want to be able to eat off your kitchen floor, call Two Men in a Vacuum. We build our company around personalized cleaning services focused on you. You came to the best clean in town. Now put us to the test. Call us at 614-300-7970, or you can book us online at twomeninavacuum.com. That's twomeninavacuum.com. 